The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the second chapter. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again, he entered the synagogue and a man who was there who had a... Had, again, he entered the synagogue and a man who was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, come forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Perhaps you've heard this story. One day, someone was walking along a street and watching while two men worked. One would dig a hole about three feet deep and then walk down the street a little bit further and maybe 25 feet down, 300 yards and dig another hole, and on and on. And a second man would follow behind the first, and he'd fill the hole back up. Like the streetscape projects happening uptown right now, this was hard, gritty work in the hot sun. So finally, with his curiosity peaked, the outsider approached the men and said, guys, I've been watching you work. I don't understand what you're doing. One of you digs a hole and then the next one fills it in. It doesn't look like you're accomplishing much of anything. And gently, the first two men explained that usually they had a third man on their crew, but he was out that day. You have to understand, they told the outsider, it's his job to plant a tree in each hole. You see, these obedient workers had learned well how to work diligently. And they were committed to the established pattern of work 
that they had established. Each of the workers knew exactly how to do his part. They were hardworking, well-intentioned, and earnest. But no one had ever painted a picture of what their obedience and toil could accomplish. No one had ever invited them to participate in the bigger vision or told them that they weren't just out there digging holes and trucking dirt. They were supposed to be planting trees and beautifying their city and increasing green spaces. In Mark's gospel today, Jesus comes into the lives of the Pharisees as an outsider. And he challenges them to expand their vision for what it means to be obedient. He challenges them to question what it is they're doing in their Sabbath keeping. What does it mean to be obedient to God's commands? He is proclaiming in word and deed a new way of understanding who God is. It would have been so much easier for Jesus to just go along with the status quo. After all, just before today's gospel reading, the disciples and Jesus are gathered at Levi's house where they sat and ate together. No one was going hungry in that moment. Surely they could have waited until the Sabbath was over to eat the grains from the fields where they were walking. And the man with the withered hand wasn't in any hurry. He didn't ask to be healed. Surely Jesus could have waited until after the Sabbath to offer his restoration. But instead of just going along, Jesus challenged their understanding of who God is and what it means to seek the kingdom of God that has drawn near. He teaches that Sabbath keeping isn't about displaying an empty and devout piety or observing a religious practice for its own sake. Midway through these scenes, Jesus tells them the Sabbath was made for mankind, not mankind for the Sabbath. Sabbath keeping is not about checking a box or crossing it off your to-do list. It is about a practice that invites us into life with God. The very same God who loves every one of us regardless of our economic or social status, regardless of the label the world places on us. This radical, life-giving God gives us new life in the forgiveness of our sins, even when we've done absolutely nothing to earn that grace, and shows us that there is life available, greater and more abundant than we ever imagined. This radical, life-giving God sets the day apart and calls it forward. And it is important not because keeping the Sabbath demonstrates our own diligence or our obedience, but because keeping the Sabbath frees us to live differently and perhaps even to see 
differently. For the people of Israel who came out of slavery in Egypt, the idea that every person, even slaves and servants, are given a full day set apart from their work truly was radical. Imagine their surprise when they learned that the one true God saw them. God saw the people who go unseen or ignored, the people who work without respite or reward, without refreshment or rest. And today, God invites us to see them too. As Pastor David Lowe's writes, God gives us the law to help us get the most out of life, and in particular to help us get more out of life by helping others, by looking out for them, by taking care of them, and by extension, taking care of each other. The vision that Jesus casts is one where relationships are more important than rules. Hear me say that again. Relationships are more important than rules. It is a vision that recognizes that all too often Sabbath-keeping becomes a meaningless pantomime, the repetition of empty motions without any experience of the transformative power of God's love in our lives. The vision that Jesus offers is a vision where the gospel is not only read out loud, but lived out loud every day in our lives. Pray with me now. Radical and life-giving God, we give you thanks for your abundant grace poured out on us regardless of time and season. We give you thanks for the gift of law that calls us into relationship with you, with each other, and for the sake of the world. By your Holy Spirit, strengthen and empower us to live in the richness of your mercy and the joy of your salvation, restored to relationship with you. We pray in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen.